Welcome to Unchained, the radio program which addresses the challenges facing Christians today with short, pithy presentations, presenting a vigorous defense for Christianity's claim that the Holy Bible is God's inspired word. This series deconstructs the arguments of evolutionists, anti-theists, atheists, and other enemies of the Holy Bible. Here is your host, Pastor Rod Anderson. I'm Rod Anderson. The late Christopher Hitchens, the anti-theist, materialist, when debating Christians would make two daring statements, or should I say challenges to the Christian world, both of which he said no one could answer. Here is the first one. Put this poem to you. Mm-hmm. Name me an ethical action taken or a moral statement made by a believer that could not have been made or performed by a non-believer. I very much doubt you'll be able to do it. At least no one else has been able to yet. Give you time for it. Christopher Hitchens' first challenge is name him a moral action that can be done by a believer or a moral statement uttered by a believer that could not be done or said by an infidel or a non-believer. Remember, these challenges were often made during the heat of debate and directed to an unprepared audience. But having time to think, to process the challenge, there are a few that have come to my mind. For example, Christopher Hitchens could not lead a person to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour, testifying of the blessings that attend such an acceptance. Christopher Hitchens could not bow down in prayer, believing his prayer is heard and his answers were being heard and that his prayer would cause God to intervene positively in the lives of other people. Christopher Hitchens could not pay tithe because when a person gives one-tenth of their net income back to God through the church each week, they demonstrate their belief in the mission of the church and faith in Jesus Christ to supply all their needs with the remaining nine-tenths of their income. Christopher Hitchens could not accept the blood and grape juice at the communion service, believing that Jesus died for his sins because he claimed on more than one occasion that Jesus probably did didn't even exist and stated time and time again that it was immoral for someone to die for the sins of another. And I could go on it ad nauseum because there are many other examples that I could use to refute Christopher Hitchens' claim or his first, uh, first challenge. But let's move now to the second challenge. For your argument to have any force at, I mean, any force at all, mm-hmm. you'd have to point to a society that adopted the teachings of Lucretius, uh, Spinoza, uh, Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Paine, um, Albert Einstein, um, and then fell into famine, dictatorship, uh, torture, and genocide. And you won't, I think, be able to point to such. You surely case, but That's what you need for a level playing that's field. Very, that's, that's slippery work. You should feel a pang now, I think. You're not going to say that what Stalin did to the uh, peasants in Ukraine was the fault of the Russian Orthodox Church. Well, the Russian Orthodox Church always was on his side. It may, have, it may have. He says, point to a society that adopted the teachings of Lucretius, Voltaire, Spinoza, Thomas Paine, and then fell into famine, dictatorship, torture, and genocide. And he concludes by saying the Russian Orthodox Church was always on Stalin's side. Christopher Hitchens claims that the Russian Church was always on Stalin's side. Well, you can only say that if you ignore the simple facts of history. A careful reading of the Stalinist period shows that the stake 
confiscated church property, harassed believers and propagated atheism in the schools. Orthodox priests and believers were variously tortured, sent to prison camps and mental institutions within the Soviet Union. And when Stalin seized power, the persecution against the Russian Orthodox Church was such that of the roughly 30,000 active Russian Orthodox churches in 1927, in the space of 13 years, there are only 500 left, many of which were used for government purposes or had been converted into schools. The persecution against the Russian Orthodox Church only stopped because Stalin's attention was drawn to the increasing threat of Nazi Germany and decided instead of a policy of continued eradication, it would be to his political advantage to enlist the church's services to raise the morale of the impoverished Russians and to intensify patriotic support for the war effort. But none should never forget that in the 13 years before World War II, 130,000 Russian Orthodox priests were arrested and 95,000 were executed. Those left alive were sent to labour camps or used for human experimentation. So much for the utopian society of atheism, so much for a life of plenty, famine and death. Famine and death are the end results. And Christopher Hitchens' claim that Stalin was always on the side of the Russian Orthodox Church is a terrible fabrication. A Christ- Christopher Hitchens' second challenge was point to a society that adapted the teachings of Lucretius, Voltaire, Spinoza, Thomas Paine, and then fell into famine, dictatorship, torture, and genocide. Well, again, just a cursory study of history shows us an example, and that being France during the French Revolution. Let me take you back to the late 18th century. I don't have time here for a full explanation and why events happened as they did, but all I report to you is that during the period between 1789 and 1793, Christianity was virtually eradicated by the National Assembly of France. It followed that the seven-day weekly calendar was abolished for a 10-day calendar of which the 10th day was a great celebratory festival which indulged every filthy vice and sordid act that uncontrolled passions could manifest once the yoke of moral restraint had been removed. In the de-Christianisation of France... Crime and violence flourished. The guillotine was responsible for the death of tens of thousands. The cream of the nation's educated class were imprisoned, exiled or fled. Farmlands became unproductive and eventually the nation fell into bankruptcy. This atheistic experiment, identified as the French Revolution, also cradled a shorter period known as the Reign of Terror, when atheism was unrestrained, which eventually led to the rise of the French dictator Napoleon to bring the tricolour to further humiliation, leaving it completely impoverished. Again, the experiment of a godless state a country without a religion, and the rejection of the Bible led to the ruin of France. Now, I could talk about Nazi Germany and Adolf Hitler's belief in the superiority of the Aryan race based on Darwin's evolution survival of the fittest and the atheistic writings of Friedrich Nietzsche, the corollary which were the Nazi extermination programs. 
Still in the 20th century, we could look at Pol Pot's flirtation with an atheistic state in which he rewound Campuchia's clock back to year one, embracing an agrarian society. He emptied the city and engineered the murder of over three million of his fellow countrymen. Christopher Hitchens' great hope is this, that his two so-called unanswerable challenges was that people would not go back and think. They would not challenge him. They would not go back and study. They would not go back and try and verify what he says. But the reality is that when we study, when we use our logic, when we investigate history, we see very clearly that his claims are false. One should never forget that wherever the Bible has been established and the gospel of Jesus Christ is accepted, the role of women has been elevated. The education of children has become the priority. And along with the health and well-being of society, ethically, morally and economically, these are just a few of the fruits that Christianity has delivered as men and women have attempted to live by the Bible and trust in a personal loving God. Today, I would like to give you an opportunity to increase your knowledge of the Bible and to that end, I want you to have a free 25-part series called The Orchard Faith of Jesus Reading Guides, which will fast-track your understanding of the Bible with its most important truths. And all you have to do to receive them is send me an email with your name, postal address and phone number two, info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au. That is info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au. Or go to our website, theorchardmelbourne.org.au and go to the tab marked Contact Us, follow the prompts and you will have them in no time at all. Well, our time has again escaped us, but I look forward to being with you next time. Remember, the truth has nothing to fear from investigation. I'm Rod Anderson. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Unchained. We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson.
You have been listening to a song by Yvonne Lewis, Wonders Never Cease. 